friends. This is the second episode of the Suffering and Glory podcast. I'm so thankful that you'd lend me your ear. In the previous episode, I explained that the scriptures reveal a sacred link between suffering and glory. All of our grief, pain, illness, persecution, and anxiety has a cosmic purpose that magnifies God and brings eternal good to those who are in Christ. You may know this intellectually, but do your feelings say otherwise? If so, you're not alone. Before I address the process of sanctification in which God makes us more like Jesus through suffering, and I'll talk more about this in future episodes, I just want to sit down with you in your pain. Why? Well, because I'm in pain too. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that we all have it. And if we're not in a season of suffering now, we either just got out of one or there's one coming. It's just a reality of life in this broken world where sin and death are still present. But we're not alone. This is the promise of God to his children. Originally stated in Deuteronomy 31.6 and then restated with personal pronouns in Hebrews 13.5. God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Never means never. God doesn't lie. He always keeps his word. But what if you just don't feel it? What if you don't feel God? Oh, beloved, this is what this podcast is all about. I pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal his presence to you by grace and through faith. If he does that for even just one person listening, that would be a huge blessing to me. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. So that's exactly what I'm going to give you. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is Genesis 1-1. The first three chapters of the Bible tell us how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created the entire universe and everything in it, including mankind. Unfortunately, we also see where everything went wrong. Adam and Eve obeyed Satan instead of the Lord. They hid. They covered their nakedness. All of a sudden, shame and blame became their coping mechanisms. There were dire consequences to their disobedience. The curse of death entered the world. But in God's pronouncement of the curse, he also cursed the curse. He foreshadowed the death of death, which would come through the Son, Jesus Christ. In Genesis 3.15, God says to the serpent, which was inhabited by Satan, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. The enmity between Eve's offspring and the offspring of Satan is ongoing. We are still engaged in a battle against Satan and his league of demons. And yet the victory has already been won. Jesus crushed the devil's head on the cross. He was dead for three days and then raised to life. 
The holes in his hands and feet show us that he was bruised, but not defeated. This is the God who has promised to be with us. It's even one of his names, Emmanuel. The same God in every page of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation has called and chosen fallen men and women to be his very own. In fact, let's go to Revelation and hear what the Apostle John heard about this very same God and his covenant of grace. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Revelation 21.3 Do you know that you belong to God? Do you know that you are his in the same way that a precious child belongs to his adoring father and mother? The way that a cherished bride belongs to her doting husband? God's love is covenantal, which means it doesn't depend on circumstances. Whether things are good or bad, whether they feel him or don't feel him, God is with his people. The word tells me this, and I believe it. When I'm down, I tell my soul, this is what I believe. And I invite you to do the same. If we acknowledge that God is in fact with us, then we can bring everything we're dealing with straight to him. We can be completely honest in prayer. We can unload everything. We can cry out. It can be ugly. It can be desperate. It can even be doubtful. The Psalms sometimes are. But don't stop short of hope. Press in until your faith is restored. It could take 10 minutes. It could take two weeks. It could be even longer. You might get distracted. You might get interrupted. And you might have other things to do. But keep coming back to his throne of grace. Press in until your joy is restored and your praise is genuine. I'm going to share 10 verses to remind you what the scriptures say about the God who is with us in our suffering so that you might have something to pray and declare and to hope in. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 35, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 147, 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Isaiah 41, 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Matthew 5, 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Believe me when I say that messages of comfort and hope are everywhere in the Bible. There's many, many more scriptures I could name, but I encourage you to read them for yourself and make them your own. God's promised redemption doesn't just start when Jesus comes back on the last day to bring a new heaven and a new earth. Actually, it begins as soon as you are reconciled to him through the blood of Christ, forgiven of sin, born again, and filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a moment of justification, and it is irreversible, instantaneous and simultaneous with your adoption into God's family. When we as children of God feel separated from him, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Romans 8, 38 and 39 tell us that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Chosen one, God is with you. You belong with him and among his people. No one whose head was crushed by the offspring of Eve can convince me otherwise. I pray that you'll walk away from this time together having a greater sense of God's presence with you. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me and I hope that it will strengthen and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Until next time, May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.